the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan from the Phoenix Roaster Studio. Now time for more Ruhaha. Love it. It is the Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy day before Friday. Throwback Thursday where the youngest of the two tries to stump the old man. That's bad company and can't get enough. And I think that's 74 or 75. Ding, ding, ding. 74. You there you go. I, I didn't get the uh, John Hammer one you played. <laughs> or John uh, Hammer, earlier. however you want to say it. But yeah. I don't know if Philip Blow is old enough. I know he's from Dallas and uh, he's uh, already he got your... He was born in 85, so that's when that song came out. So probably he does not remember. He's already got your affection because he's a Texan. Of course. Right? All Us you, Texans have to stick together. All you Texans are alike. Yeah. This guy, Philip, look at him. Huh? Yeah. Health coach, fitness <laughs> model, and trainer, and he's uh, got quite a story. All right, here we go. Let's, Uh-oh. Let's, uh, let's compare Philip, just here. Just tell him not to know. No. <laughs> all right, here we go. If you're watching on Facebook, I, I, I work out myself. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. There we go. All right, He's really doing like, this, ladies uh, and gentlemen. No. My there we go. <laughs> what do you think? I'm sorry. Rick didn't take his medicine this morning. So. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, there man. you go. All right. So if... Uh, I'm hot all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on in here. Got us all worked up. <laughs> See, that's why I have to wear clothes on the Ooh, show because boy. Dan gets a little warm. So Philip yeah. Blow... Yeah, you walked in. I'm like, my gracious, I saw a picture of you on Facebook. I guess you had a tank top on. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, if he still looks like that, yeah. he's got a 12-pack and not a six-pack. Well, I mean, you can see the arm muscles through the shirt there. So, yeah. Wow. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Doing uh, really but you've good. never had, have you ever been on the radio before? No, this is my first time. All right, probably awesome. your last time. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. What did Jim Baker get me into? <laughs> Look, I got a therapy session afterwards. So. Yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> we probably go to the same therapist, yeah. I'm sure. Jimmy V uh, has uh, really uh, hooked us up with some amazing folks, you included. Uh, how'd you meet Vin? Uh, Vin. Vin. <laughs> Vin Jimmyard. <laughs> <laughs> Who used to be on Miami Vice back then. Yeah. <laughs> the day with uh, Jan. I'm sorry. So I, I met Jim through Raul. Um, he's the owner of uh, Hive Fit, and so I'd serve on the foundation. They um, try to help with child hunger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met Jim through him. Great guy, man. Uh, talked to him for like probably like two hours. Yeah. Easy, yeah. easy, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just sharing the story about my father growing up or what have you. Um, and then we decided to start working together. Yeah. Then he hit me up and was like, hey, radio station. I was like, hey, tell me where to go. (laughs) Hey, I'll be there. The uh, Vineyard Creative Group, Jimmy V, who worked and still works with Serve uh, a little bit, basically on his own and just some heavy-hitting folks, and we appreciate him. And uh, he he has downloaded to us uh, just some folks that have had challenges but are shaking the planet in Mm -hmm. so many ways, uh, the planet's people. So so thank you. So uh, you you, you have quite a story. Uh, let's, uh, let's go from the beginning. You're born okay. in Dallas. You got a call at a young age to preach. Would you just say your dad was a preacher? Yeah, my dad's a preacher. And you know, it's crazy. Most people don't even know this. I, I didn't share this, but like, yeah. 
So I got called to preach when I was like 12 years old. Wow. Um, How did yeah. that come to you? Do you remember? Was it Man. a service? Was it, Were you reading the, uh, the Bible? I mean, were you praying? What were you doing? I was at the house, and uh, I think we would have daily devotions, um, and my dad was talking about, you know, what the Lord wanted you to do. So I'd pray a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that it was like, you know, preach. And I was like, no, I kind of want to be a lawyer, go to law school. <laughs> you know? um, and so, you know, I just kept praying about it. And it was just on my heart to, you know, to, to, to preach. But I was playing sports and I, I love basketball. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to give up all this like fun time. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And yeah. then, and then that would separate me from my friends. And, and so I fought it for a long time. And then I finally told my dad, I was like, hey, I think I'm uh, called to preach. And we talked about it, went through that. And then he was just like, hey, this is your life. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that the first the first direction that we go in the whole calling thing is, I got to give up basketball or yeah. sports and stuff <laughs> or like this that. Or that. And that's yeah. not always the case, no, right? That is true. It's not yeah, always yeah. the case. But yeah. it's, I feel like... I feel like a higher calling makes you feel like you you're going to lose something, yeah. But you really gain a lot more. Mm. You know that is so good in so many ways. What you just said, because we have this fear that even in our own lives, right? When God wants us to step out, and there's areas in our life that we're deficient in, and that we need to just really you know press into God. But we're like, yeah, but there's always that but there, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you went on from there, and later you so you went to college and you got married and. Um, at what point did you have the business first or lose your daughter first? Which one was the... So I had the business first. Okay. Um, Here's a guy. Was it at 16? Yeah, 16. Started his own construction company. Oh, wow. At 16? Yeah. Now, was this here in Atlanta or was that in Dallas? Here, here in Atlanta. Okay. Dude. Yeah. How yeah. did you have the wherewithal? To, I yeah. mean, at 16, I was like spinning records and, <laughs> you know, thinking about girls. Yeah. But you're yeah. like... Building construction companies. Yeah, what happened? My at twelve years old, my dad would get us the the boys when we turned twelve. He would sit us down and say, "Hey, what do you want to do? Pick three things that you want to do. The first thing, your passion. And he was like, if that doesn't work out, something you can fall back on. And the third thing, you know, if the second doesn't work out, something to fall back on. Hmm. And so, a lawyer was what I wanted to be. <laughs> he was like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> So, Pick a different passion. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I like to work with my hands construction. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so at 12, he let me work with his, uh, a friend of his um, apprenticeship program. And that's how I learned the trade. Um, mm-hmm. And from there, I, I went to school for it, but I learned the trade from there. And, and I started working. I think at like 15, my dad gave me $100, got some tools. And from there, like the construction company I worked for, the guy, he was just like, man, you're good at what you do. Let's well, like you know, prepare you to be a general, uh, a subcontractor. Uh, um, wow. and at 16, I was like running the, the houses, doing the rehab work. Wow. And he would, he would just tell me like, Hey, run the crew. And from there I just started my company. How That's wise great. of your dad though, right? Smart knowledge and wisdom to sit down his children and say, all right, three things, your passion, something to fall back on. And then, you know, the I third. love that. Yeah. yeah. Where, now, did, where did he get that? I have no idea. I never asked him. I should ask him. Yeah. But I think that was a, that was a, I remember that to this day. And that was probably the best thing ever happened yeah, because yeah. it gave me focus and perspective. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's amazing. Philip Blow here. He is. Uh, he's done so much. You're also doing acting too. I think I. I read yeah. Somewhere. So I went to model in acting school. So I'm not, I'm not. I'm not doing the acting. Of course, my speech coach wants me to do acting. Yeah. But that's not. My, <laughs> that's not my thing. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it, but it's not my thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you do. Uh, you do training. You do fitness. Uh, you're a model. You do uh, so much. So okay. So you started. We got a couple of minutes for a hard break. Let's see if we can get into this a little bit. So you create your construction company. You meet your wife. Where'd you meet your wife? I uh, met her through church. It was like, um, let's see, my my dad's a pastor. Her dad was a, was a pastor, and we would do uh, mission conferences and stuff. So wow, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, that was very interesting how that happened. How, you're, <laughs> both, you're both pastor kids. Yeah, huh? yeah. But, wow. Well, I, I had no intention to get married <laughs> at all. Um, I was enjoying life working, and, and my dad was like, uh, "It's time for you to find a wife." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> oh, wait, that's required. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "How old were you?" I, I think I was like twenty, twenty-one. Okay, yeah, wow, yeah. So, yeah, that was very. So, interesting. I mean, back then, what what year would that have been? You didn't have Man, the I was the social media stuff. You couldn't. No, be flipping. It was no social media. So, I was. I was. It's like two thousand six, two thousand seven, okay. something mm. like that. But you knew her already. Was there anything there you thought? No, it was just like my dad said, it's time to get married. So it's time to get married. Honestly, that was how, that's how it was. And you were like, I want to be on I the Paul like, plan. Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> Anybody here? Raise your hand. Is that how that works? Yeah, kind of, sort of. He was like, he would get up, preach a sermon, and it was like, after the sermon, it was like, my son's looking for a wife. And I was like, really? <laughs> Dad's matchmaker. Right. Why wow, is your dad still around? Yeah, yeah. He's Let's still see if there. we can get his dad on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, can, we can have uh, marriages going on here yeah. and just some wise business uh, tips and uh, typical stuff there. Good stuff. Uh, Philip Blow here. We've got to go to a break here in a few. I'd like to get to your story because you and your wife had a daughter and the daughter passed. And that, as it would anyone, right, just crushed you and yeah. changed just your life. Yeah. And you began to just grasp at stuff. And it took you on a downward spiral. The good news is, is that you turned around with God's help and look at you today in Mm. so many ways. We want to hear that story. And you are helping so many people. We want to hear what you're doing and how you're helping folks. And we'll talk about that right after this heartbreak. Philip Blow here. Uh, amazing. It's on the Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live from the Phoenix Roaster Studio. Buckhead, I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. We will be right back. It's Faith Talk Live from the Phoenix Roaster Studio. Humor and other perks. Here are Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, Throwback Thursday. Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Thursday. From the Phoenix Roaster Studio, Philip Blow in the studio. We're going to talk more about his life. This guy, pretty amazing health coach, uh, fitness model, trainer, and uh, just abundant wisdom. He's really going to uh, help us out and help you out as well. So. Uh, hang on. That's uh, since it is Throwback Thursday. Yes, Duran is. Duran. No. Remember when we had Duran Duran on? That's not Duran Duran. That's not Duran Duran. No. It's not. This hungry was a one hit wonder. It's not hungry like a wolf. No, no, it was not. Wow. It was Iran by the flock of seagulls. Oh, a flock of seagulls yes. with the hair. With the hair, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did they yeah. only have one? I think they only had one, maybe maybe two, but uh, that they was all their main sounded one. alike back then. It was they that did. whole synthesized yep. sound. Yep. I should have known that. Nineteen eighty-two. 
Hey, all right. Well, how about that? Well, next week, I'm going to get a, I'm kind of trying to do the flock of seagulls hair over, but at, at almost 60, and well, what hair I have left, it's not quite there. Well, you got more than I do, so. Listen, I apologize uh, for the uh, for the uh, shirt off. Uh, <laughs> This may, this may be our last show. Well, I didn't want <laughs> Philip to look bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was no really wanted comparison. Oh, look at <laughs> yeah. Philip. Wow, look at that old guy. But anyway, poor Philip. Yeah, we're gonna. I understand Jimmy Vineyard is watching. I think he was. <laughs> he just texted all the guests yeah. that we were supposed to be having, and he said, yeah, he no, said, no, just forget it. Yeah. Hey, these guys gonna be uh, ready, ripping around to go on uh, next Thursday. Actually, can you, can you believe what we're talking about? November the fourteenth. Uh, here we are, and it definitely be cold weather then, but uh, we're going to heat it up with a live taping for Focus on the Family at Mount Perrin. Al and Lisa Robertson going to be there, the, those guys from Duck Dynasty fame. I'm not sure if Duck Dynasty is still on, but uh, you'll know them as soon as you see them. They know the names already, and it's going to be really cool. Laura Story's going to do some stuff. Dr. David Cooper, it is the Focus on the Family Love Tour, and they're hitting five cities only, and mm-hmm. we are one of those cities. I'm going to be there and we'd love to see you. I think there's still a few seats left. From what I understand, Megan Morgan Lavigny said that there's a thousand seats already taken. Wow. There's about 500, 400 more. Okay. So still room for you and or your crew. All you have to do is sign up online. It's just that simple. Uh, faithtalkatlanta.com. And we're going to talk to John Fuller tomorrow yes. from Focus on the Family. Yeah, yeah, matter yeah. Of fact. All right, let's get back to uh, Philip Blow. Let's uh, get into your story. Let's go to about 2006 to 2008. Those were some okay. big years for you. 2006, you say a lot happened that year. So, so let's start there. What happened in 2006? Man, so the construction company, um, man, so the timeline is, is, is kind of like throwing me off. Right, right. Because it's like a lot happened. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. the construction company, uh, well, that was around 2008 because that's when the market kind of yeah. changed. And yeah. you were making um, a lot of money. You yeah. were doing a lot Man. of really cool stuff. Yeah. So I was doing really well. Um, and we went from doing probably like three to four homes a month. Um, in 08, I think we did four homes in a year. Wow. So and that's it, flipping homes or? Yeah, uh, that was building like no, custom building homes. homes. Okay. So, yeah. you know, and then re- rehab and remodel. So yeah, a lot changed. So yeah. like the, the, the construction company kind of like went, went down, downhill. And I remember one of my buddies who's booked always for like two to three years in advance. He called me. He was like, I'm finishing my last job. Do you have any work? And I wow. was like, oh, good God. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that happened. And that, that was kind of like, you know, from, from like starting the company and that was like you know a kid you know mm-hmm. you 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 develop it you grow it uh, we were doing well i think we had we had contracts with the hampton inn so we were doing really well and to go to like not doing well you know that was kind of depressing and then yeah. i had a uh, um a a house in texas that uh, i purchased for family members mm-hmm. And that went south. It was three hundred thousand wow. dollars on me, like it, you know, the banks, everything. You know, I had rental properties, like four rental properties, that that was going under. So I had to change professions. The going to school wasn't an option, you know, because mm-hmm. at the time I had like uh, Couture, which was the firstborn, um, and she was struggling, you yeah. know, with 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 uh, being premature, mm-hmm. pulmonary hypertension, um, and after I got my CDL. And started to drive trucks to make some income. Uh, she passed away. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was. How it old was, was she at that time? She, she was ten months. Oh, she wow. was very yeah. very young. 
Yeah, ten months, and and that just that kind of wrecked me. You yeah, know? Uh, yeah, I yeah. would say so. Because I was, I, you, you, when you have a kid, you just feel like you know, five years from now, we're gonna we're gonna laugh and joke about this, play soccer, yeah. you know, or what have you. But you don't expect for them to like pass away, mm-hmm. you know. And it's one of those, those those things where I said I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, mm-hmm. you know, because it was tragic. But then it was also life changing at the same time, you know. And, but I didn't know that at the time. I I went through depression, like thoughts of suicide, like you know the whole nine. Because it's like, what's the point of life? Yeah. If life is that fragile and it can go away at, mm. at ten months here, ten months, you know, into life, you're you're you die. Yeah. You know. Um, and that was a struggle. You know, my faith, everything was challenged at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um. It wasn't until like six years after that, uh, that that one scripture where the three Hebrew boys, mm-hmm. um, and and because I was like, the God that I'm serving, and the the, the you know I I get up in church, speak to people, um, and, I, and I share His word like on the streets and, and and talk to friends and family, and I was just like, why didn't He heal her? Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know she she suffered and went through a lot. You know, and I pray and I was in the right place. And I feel like we think like things should just happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, if you if you pray to God, he's going to heal. Right. But God, has, he had something else worked out. I didn't know that. But, you know, it was that 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 scripture about the three Hebrew boys, how they said, like, you know, we're not going to bow down. And it's like, oh, well, we're going to throw you in the fiery furnace. And it's like, well, our God will save us. But if he doesn't. You know, we're still yeah. going to believe in him, you right. know, and that really hit home right. because I was just like, well, he didn't like heal her. She passed away. But it's just like, why would I not have faith? Because he's brought me so far as mm-hmm. a person, you yeah. know, and I was looking at one situation and trying to shape everything based off of that situation. And that was life changing, mm. like figuring that out. And then going through all that, you also had some health problems as well at the at the same time that caused a lot of issues, yeah. right? Man, so yeah, so it, that that was like the, that was the, like the dark times of my life, and and because it's like I was dealing with high blood pressure and heart issues, um, and after she passed away, it just got worse, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I wasn't necessarily taking care of myself. It's just like you know, you just like wake up, and just got to go to work. Yeah. Um. So I was, I was, I think I was seeing the doctor probably like. Once a month, then I was seeing my cardiologist. It got to see my general practitioner once a month, and then my cardiologist once a month, and nothing was working. I mean, they had me on twenty milligrams of propanolol. I mean, twenty milligrams of blood pressure medicine, and then that escalated to ninety milligrams of propanolol, which is like a lot. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with blood pressure medication. To the point where the doctor was saying, like, if 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 anything's working, you know, he was just like. Like, you know, as far as like activity wise, he was like, that means the medication is working. So it was pretty much slowing down my heart, uh, which caused a lot of issues, like mm. a lot of heart issues wow. um, it was to the point where they wanted to have uh, do open heart surgery at 25. So that, that Ooh, was that gracious. Yeah. Wow. And so <laughs> I, I the story about that. So at 25, um, I remember going in, into the the cardiologist's office and they wanted to do a stress test. Prior to that, I I was on a heart monitor for like six months, 
And that was that was horrible because I had to use wet wipes. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure. I don't know if you're familiar. Taking a shower yeah. with wet wipes is <laughs> not ideal. It's not a great way to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can I take this thing off? They was like, no. When you have episodes, send us a message. You know. Yeah. So that was my life for for some time, and I was so reliant on 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 this on the medical system um, as far as like you know medication, going to the doctor. Um, but I wasn't doing anything for myself mm. um, as far as like, you know, health and fitness wise. And so I was just taking the medication and we, we did the stress test and I sat down. The leads were still on. Nurse walks out of the room. She comes back in. The doctor's looking at the computer and the monitor starts to beep. And he was like, whoa, tell the nurse, are you, are like, are, are you getting this? Um, and she was like, like, yeah, I'm recording it. And I'm sitting down resting. And he was just like, your heart is beating as if you're sprinting, you mm. know, um, which was insane. And so at that point, he gave me options. It was very drastic. It was like another medication. I was already on two. I was like, no, I don't want to take another medication. And then he was just like open heart surgery. He was like, we can we can definitely fix this. So I was like, OK, you just found this out. You want to do surgery. I was just, I'm not sure. Wow. Like, you got to talk to me. Um, and, and then, you know, at that point, he was just like, you know, we're trying to save you. He was like, you can walk out of these doors. Um, he was like, and, and hopefully like when you have an episode, you come back in here and we'll save you. And I took option number three. I had no idea what I was doing. No, didn't know anything mm. about health and fitness, but I knew I didn't want to take another medication cause it was making me sick and I didn't want to open heart surgery. Um, and I went and got my prescription fill and this was the kicker. I went and got my prescription fill. Um, they told me to come back in like 30 minutes and came back in 30 minutes and I was uh, the lady gave me the price it was like 180 bucks or something Woo. and I was like whoa so I was like hey let me give you my insurance card she was like no that's after insurance oh whoa. yeah <laughs> so at that point I was just like I got to do something you that's know crazy. um and I got a membership I remember it was like a uh anytime fitness or something like that it was like a 24 hour uh gym Ten dollars a month. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I'm about to save my life. Yeah. And I started watching YouTube videos and working out, and and you know th- that right there, like, you know, when you're put in a position to 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 save your life, that's a huge responsibility. So hmm. you know, and at that point, there was nothing that I wouldn't do at that point. Hmm. Bill Blow uh, hmm. telling us uh, his story and what a, uh, a story it is. I-, I would imagine that going through that. Just dark time. I mean, your your mom and dad must have been. What's going on? How can we get to them? I mean, nobody could get to you. No, mm. no. It, it was it was crazy because it's like after my daughter passed, I, I don't even think I was present. You know, operating, going to work, the whole nine. Mm. But it's just like it it wasn't reality. You know, for for me because I was just like, man, what happened? You know, and I think here's here's like. Going back to like when when she passed, I remember sitting in the hospital. So they had taken her from the house, um, took her to the hospital, and they were prepping her for us to see her. Um, and it didn't register me she had passed. I figured the fact they put her in the ambulance that they were going to like do something magical mm-hmm. and save her. Um, and we're there at the hospital, and I heard a baby cry, and immediately like. I got excited. I was like, can we go see her? And my mom's like, you just don't get it, you know? Um, and that was hard for me. Um, even now, just like, you know, the fact of like, 
you having somebody there that you've held in your arms that you're going to nurture, nurture and cherish mm. and develop to be, you know, an adult and that person's gone. It was that was hard for me to grasp. And she was like, you don't get it. And she was like, she's gone. And it still didn't register. Mm. So I just in my mind, I was just like, one day I'm going to see her, which was like crazy. But at the same time, I just could not accept the reality that she had passed. Mm. So mm. I was just operating until like. It, it became like I started having health issues really bad. Wow, what a story. Fiddle Blow, we're going to finish the story in the next segment. Uh, we could talk about uh, this story for days yeah. and yeah. days. Yeah. So, what's a good place for people to go to? Your website, Facebook, what? Yeah, um, Instagram is, is a real good connector because everything's on there. Uh, Philip Blow underscore IFBB Pro. All right, Philip's going to be back with us in the next segment from the Phoenix Roaster Studio in Buckhead. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. safety tip from faith talk live and rick and dan posted prominently in the phoenix roaster studio when you sip your coffee remove the spoon first Ah, that makes sense. Uh, welcome to the Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday, the Eagles, and uh, somebody's going to hurt someone. Let me see. That's 1980, I believe, that album. Close. And the song is, um, and that's one of my favorite Eagles songs, too. I've got an itch on my chest. Is that what you're trying to give me the signs here? Heartache tonight. <laughs> That's right. Heartache tonight. There's a couple of songs on that album yeah. that are pretty amazing. Okay, well, I'll give you half of that. 79. Give me half. Is this, was it 79? 79. Yeah. You're close. How about that? Anyway, Throwback Thursday. This guy, no throwback. He's pretty amazing. Phil Blow, and what a story. Uh, we're obviously not going to be able to get all the details. We've got one more segment, but uh, you can follow him on Instagram. Check him out on uh, the Facebook. And we're going to tell you in just a few where uh, he is working out here locally in Atlanta. And he also does some online stuff, which is really cool, and helping folks. So we'll give you more details. And hopefully you'll come back. Hopefully oh, yeah. I haven't scared the bejesus <laughs> out of you by ripping my I, shirt I said, off. He said, as long as you leave your shirt on. Yeah. We'll now I'll just bring my tank top. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, they call me the Hulk because that's what happens throughout the day. I just stretch and it just rips my shirt right <laughs> off. So I just yeah, The number of shirts to, you go through is amazing. <laughs> yeah, next time wear your tank top. I won't be here that day. <laughs> and I'll have on a fake shirt that has the fake six-pack here. So. Somebody actually on my last birthday gave me one of those uh, it's a shirt. I don't wear cut-off shirts anymore, but it's a cut-off shirt that says, uh, my guns blew my sleeves off. <laughs> and I was like, eh, whatever. Well, okay. I've worn it once. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, hey, coming up uh, next Thursday, it's going to be really cool. We've been talking about this. It is the live taping of Focus on the Family. It's Focus on the Family Love Tour. They're only hitting five cities, and Atlanta is one of them. Next Thursday night, and uh, Al and Lisa Robertson will be there from Duck Dynasty, Dr. David Cooper, uh, music and worship from Laura Starry. I'll be there. Uh, the original Beard, our boss, will be there, and it's uh, going to be cool. Free seats. It's about a 1,500-seater, about 1,000, 1,200 are taken, so there's still about, uh, what's the new math, Dan? About three uh, 300 or so sure, seats yeah. left. Mm-hmm. So grab your uh, staff and uh, show up. It's absolutely free. Go to faithtalkatlanta.com. All right, so we're going to fast-forward just a little bit. You... Um uh, you went out, you started watching YouTube and Google and finding all these different ways to work out and get fit and, and have nutrition. You thought this is something that people need to know. Uh, and so you got a certification, not for that, but just because you wanted to, to be certified to know how to, how to train. What made you start think, all right, I need to start training people and helping people mm-hmm. out here. I, I, I guess what I went through with the high blood pressure, heart issues and the, how, 
health and fitness pretty much saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um, from that standpoint, I was just like, man, there's a lot of people that are struggling with the same issue that I have. And now I have the information that I didn't have mm-hmm. previously. So I can help. You know, and so I went into the industry to help as many people as I could. You know, and it it initially it wasn't even for money. You know, it was yeah. more so like, here's my transformation. Let me help you. And then from there, I just decided to create a business because it's like you know the time you invest in like creating programs for people. Of course, it costs you. Yeah. Um. So from there, I just decided like, hey, I want to help as many people as possible because like I struggle. You know to get to where I was because I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I knew medication, take the medication, you're going to be fine. But for outside of that, like I didn't know how to transform my body or to combat my health issues mm-hmm. with health and fitness. So once I figured that out, I was like, man, I want to help as many people. Now, would, possible. You, would you say, uh, looking back, your, your dad wanted you to say, you know, what is your passion? What, what is the thing you really want to do? And at first it was to be a lawyer, but you really wanted to help people, yeah. which is what you're doing now. Looking yeah. back, would you say this, I mean, I mean, now would you say this is a passion for you? Yeah, it, it really is. You know, any way I can help a person, like that's satisfying, yeah. you know, um, so I guess like like you, like we were talking about me wanting to be a lawyer, yeah. And I guess like my passion was to help people. So regardless of what I do, as long as I can help somebody, like it's awesome. Yeah. You didn't you didn't want to be a lawyer to make money. I mean, it was great. No, side no, effect, no. But, yeah. <laughs> but you wanted to help people. Yeah. And I, you know, to be honest with you, like when I look at everything that I've done, it's not necessarily to make money. Money mm-hmm. just you know you make money by being good at what you do. But my thing is, it's like, you know, when I did construction, it was like, I wanted my customers to be satisfied. Yeah. I wanted like, you know, once we finish a project for them to be proud and excited about the finished product mm-hmm. and not necessarily by like, you know, like, you know, to the point where like, hey, I'll pay you anything. You know, right. I wanted them to be that excited, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I wanted them to love the project, you know, yeah. that we completed for them. Mm. You know, and then the same thing when it comes to transforming bodies, I want people to love themselves. I want them to be happy with like the finished product. And well, it's never finished, but I wanted them to be happy with the transformation and with themselves and not, you know, look at like, oh, Phil did this, although I helped. But at the same time, I wanted them to have their confidence in themselves and their transformation. Phil Blow here, health coach, fitness model, the trainer, and, and more. And I say more because, I mean, you are helping people with their bodies and their thinking, their lifestyles, because part of it is thinking, right? Yeah. But, you know, your background and your experience, and you're, you're probably already doing this, you could tell folks how to create a business, how to serve people, and if it crashes, if you have challenges – how to get up out of it and move forward because you've done all that. Mm-hmm. I see you more as, I mean, your fitness, obviously, right? Yeah. But I mean, people are starting businesses and wanting to step out there. You've gone through it. You've yeah. gone the good, the bad, the ugly, and look at you now. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 10 years, we're going to look at you. Well, you might not even return our phone call in 10 years. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm always going to come back for a flex off. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what we should do. Next time you're on the show, we'll do a flex off. I need oh, yeah. to go to the right? gym now. Great. <laughs> and then we'll have people that are watching. They can rate us, right? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't wanted to go to the gym, but now I do. So there you go. I mean, I get a seven. You know, Philip get a four. You know? uh, well. But we can't have Megan Morgan Levigny because she she you know, beat us yeah, all. She's yeah. the, anyway. She's but uh, let's do this. We're coming up at the end of the show. We want folks to uh, check you out here locally, and you also do stuff with Zoom and, and online. Uh, tell us how to get a hold of you that way. Okay. Um, as far as one-on-one training, I train at the Forum Athletic Club here in Buckhead. It's a great facility. Yeah. Um, it's where I train most of my clients and athletes. Um, I'll also do online training. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, if you go to my Instagram, it's philipblow underscore ifbbpro. You can reach me there, shoot me an email, um, and then I'll get started working on a program for you. All right. right. Check out his Facebook, too. He's got a picture of himself there oh, yeah. with, a, um, with the tank top on. He doesn't yeah. look as good as I do, Well, but you know. that's a whole other <laughs> issue. Who can't look that good, Rick? When you come back uh, okay. somewhere around after the first of the year, after Christmas... We're doing a flex off. Yeah, me and you, I'm Dan. Okay, I'm bringing the. I'm tank. already putting my money on. I'm Philip excited. Philip Lowe, check him out tomorrow. We're going to talk to John Fuller and Steve Otterburn. Have a great Thursday from the Phoenix Royster Studio, Buckhead. I'm Rick Probst, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See you.